Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today I have the pleasure to interview my good friend Steve Obridge on Change Your Financial Life. Um, it's an incredible topic because uh, we talk all things uh, that are related to money. Whether you are in debt and you want to get out of debt, how to do it in the best way, um, how to save money, what to do with your money when you have some money and you're ready to invest, um, tools and strategy to be conscious of the way we we use money and so on. So you will absolutely love this interview. Now, if you don't know, Steve is a financial educator, a public speaker, coach and mentor to thousands of people. He went from £95,000 in debt uh, an average about $100,000, more than $100,000 if you're listening to the US or, or somewhere else. And he went from £95,000 in debt to financial and time freedom. And he has the knowledge, experience, and passion to help people achieve their goals in reality instead of just in theory. Now, in fact, what you will love about this interview is how real and practical it is. You know, sometimes there can be a lot of fluff around the topic of money. And here is real, is practical. You will absolutely love that. And before you start uh, uh, the show, two more things. Uh, if you want to create six-figure presentation and become awesome at selling from the stage, selling from webinar, selling from seminar, but without compromising your integrity, I've created the ultimate selling from the stage checklist, which is the most comprehensive checklist to create a pitch that sells without uh, using manipulative sleazing techniques. It's been downloaded more than 5,000 times so far. So uh, if you haven't gotten yours, make sure you get it. The link is in the show notes. And secondly, uh, you know that running your business, in particular as an expert, a coach, a speaker, can be very lonely and isolating. And I often say that our laptops become our best friends. And there is power in connecting with other people. And that's why we created a Facebook group um, called uh, the Explode Your Expert Business Community. You can find the link here in the show notes or go on Facebook and find the link or and type Explode Your Expert Biz. And uh, you will connect with like-minded people. There are more than 1,500 experts there uh, where you can collaborate, create joint ventures. And as well, I'm doing uh, bonus trainings. So recently I did a bonus training on how to sell with webinars. Uh, and they're all absolutely for free there in the group. So make sure you join the group and uh, is Explode Your Expert Biz on Facebook. Or just scroll down and you can check it in the show notes. All right, that's all for me. Enjoy the show, episode 236, Change Your Financial Life with Steve Obridge. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Today, I'm here with the one and only Steve Obridge. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, I am awesome, Simone. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. Now, last time we met, uh, it was about, I think, four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. It was yeah. uh, in an hotel in uh, London Bridge, in front of London right. Bridge Station. Yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't even remember what we talked about. I think we just 
got to know connect, each other. We just connected, we connected. <laughs> Say, this is what you do, this is what I do. Cool, fantastic, awesome. <laughs> and then we kept in touch in the social media world. And I think this, uh, this interview is well overdue. Gotta say, this interview is well overdue. So we're going to talk yeah. all things about financial awareness, money, keeping money. Really important for every single business owner. So if you're listening, stay until the end because you will love this interview. So before we, we get into the nitty gritty, um, let's go and get to know you a bit more. So what, what's your story? What's your background? Okay, so, um, wow. I mean, I have a background in, in business. I, I ran a training company, we a family business for 12 years. I set up Cisco Academies for Cisco Systems in Nigeria, um, trained over 5,000 people there, and we impacted about 80 schools while we were there. Um, I, I actually, my first career was in the motor industry, started as a junior and I kind of went up to run car dealerships, won a few national awards um, in, in marketing dealer of the year and also like a new business of the year award. So I've, I've got a lot of kind of experience in various different businesses. I owned a, a web hosting company for a while and sold that. Uh, and now I'm in financial education. But the funny thing is with all of those careers that I'd had and I'd, I'd made pretty good money, I just did everything wrong with money. You know, I, I kind of lived this lifestyle uh, that I thought I should live, you know, and I had, you know, um, I just used to use credit cards for everything. And I, I was really materialistic and I, I wanted people to respect me and, and think I was somebody. And so I got into all of this debt. And I, I was I always say that I was a money expert. And what I mean by that is that I was an expert at spending money. And <laughs> I was so good to money. I never spent my money. It was always Visa and MasterCard's money. Mm-hmm. And um, I, what I did is I, I accumulated all this debt. And, and uh, basically, I got to the point where I actually had £95,000 in personal debt. Wow. So I'm sure you'd agree I was an expert at spending money, right? Yep. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a great time accumulating that debt. I traveled the world, I had Gucci cufflinks, an Armani suit, I looked really successful, but in reality, my money would go in on the first of the month, go out on the second of the month, and I was living hand to mouth for the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where, you know, I did all the clever things, like balance transfers and using one credit card to pay the other and all those Mm -hmm. things, and, and maxed everything out, and it was fine, and then it got to the point where I couldn't pay the bills. I got to the point where the interest rates went up and then it became really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I remember things like um, just, just not having any money and going to, um, I remember that one time I went to the shop and I needed milk, but I had no money. So I had this change pot with ones and two peas in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've probably got a change pot, right? But yeah. I had a change. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of got this change pot and I had these coppers and I kind of did this and I was a bit embarrassed. So I was kind of being a bit cagey with my money and, and I got the milk and I went onto the counter and put it down, all these ones and two peas. And I was very quiet. And then um, they did this thing where they counter off the counter like this. And it was really loud. And I thought, oh, God, I can't believe how, how embarrassing that is. And, and it just was it was a, a tough time. Then I kind of found what I do now. I started to learn the things we teach because I'm sure you know the phrase knowledge is power, mm. but it's the application knowledge that's the real power. Yep. Started to learn what we teach, apply it, became debt-free within a few years. And now, you know, I, I'm fortunate to be in a situation where we, you know, we have a good income, we drive nice cars, live in a nice house and and live a lifestyle that many people aspire to have. And I don't say that to impress you, but or to impress the listeners, but more, more to impress upon you and them that, um, it doesn't matter where you're starting from. If you get the right knowledge, the right coaching and support, 
you can get to where you need to go. So mm -hmm. that's where we are now. Now I'm very blessed. I get to spend my time equipping people to change their financial life and achieve their goals and dreams in reality. So uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious about what a fascinating story. I'm, I'm really curious about uh, like so in in a couple of years you got uh, you like repaid about almost like a hundred thousand pound bet. Yeah, yeah. So, Whatever, so what changed? <laughs> what changed? Because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now and they're like, wow, I mean, it, it take me, so some people might take like six, seven years to pay off 10,000. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, do you know, the thing is, it, there's lots of things. First of all, there's there's several strategies that you can, can use. Uh, there's debt acceleration strategies, mortgage acceleration strategies. Sometimes it's about taking stock of where you are right now. Often you've got You've got an asset over here, a liability over there. Mm. There's things you can do and you've got to get really clear with what your goals are. So with any kind of planning, whether that be in business or in personal finance, it's about having a clear, concise mental picture of where you want to be, understanding what you're trying to achieve uh, and then working backwards and saying, well, what strategies do I need to use to get to where I'm going? Yeah. A bit like a sat-nav, really. You know, it's like, where's my destination? Where am I now? What's the route I need to take to get there? And then adjust on the way for traffic, right? Absolutely. Same sort of thing. And so uh, there was there was a few things. But I think the key thing is and I'd love to say, look, I came in, I earned all that money. I did it. That wasn't how I did it. In fact, I end up paying fifty one thousand pounds back, not ninety five, because, again, you can negotiate with creditors. You can do all these things that they don't want you to know. Mm -hmm. But if you know, you can do it. Right. So knowledge is power. Right. So. Yeah. So I didn't pay that much. I did things like um, create some equity in some of my assets. And I and I really just. In a way, it was more about getting the knowledge. I mean, yeah, I made some money too, but mm -hmm. um, really doing smarter things with my money and making smarter decisions was really the key. So again, for anyone listening, I would say that, first of all, getting a financial education is is key yeah. um, and being disciplined to apply those those principles. The challenge you have in, in the UK, well, any country actually, is that it's not that there's a lack of financial education. It's, a, it's that there is a systematic miseducation of of finance for people hmm. people tell us to ask all the wrong questions the banks tell us ask what's my apr interest rate and yeah. you know what's my monthly payment well that's the wrong question to ask if you're going to borrow money so but they told us to ask those questions right mm -hmm. so they're kind of setting us up they're training us to do the wrong things and so you need to train differently Okay, yeah. so let's start through the. This very got a lot of talking points, and I know just what you said. So I'm really excited to ask. So uh, number one is, uh, what are the things not to do? Like, what are some of the things that you're saying? Okay, these are the mistakes that a lot of people make, or that you personally made. That put yourself in debt, put other yeah. people, that other people put themselves in debt. So what are some of like top three no go? Like, if you keep <coughs> going this, you're going to broke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the first thing is, um, and, and, and it, you know, there's there's two things. Okay, there's 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 mindset and there's skill set. Right. Okay, and so mindset. The good thing about mindset and skill set is mindset can be developed and skill set can be learned. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with money. So think first of all about the money mindset. Um, you've got to stop thinking about what other people think of you. You've got to stop dressing to impress if you can't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, you just because they drive a newer BMW than you doesn't mean you should go and get one on finance. Mm -hmm. You've got to, in, in a way, it's all about being comfortable with yourself and where you are in your in your life. You can't compare with other people. Now you can compete with them, but don't compare with them because we all started from 
from different positions in life. Mm-hmm. You know, we we started with different advantages, and so you've got to just understand that. That so the first thing is just be understand where you are and be be realistic about it. Nothing yep. wrong with being optimistic, but too many people have got this mindset that and this was me. So I would say. Um, Something like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if I borrow money because I know I'm going to be successful. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to pay it back because I've got belief. And if if someone would say to me, well, how do you know? Yo, don't don't question my my, my belief. My, is my <laughs> beliefs, you know, don't, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, how can you not believe in me? You're supposed to be my friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was all this this, um, you know, this a negative thing. You're being negative about my business. You're not supporting me. So that was the first thing. The the second thing is you, you've got to. Um, another mindset thing, you've got to be really clear about what you're trying to achieve and learn how to connect your goals with your emotion. And so when you can connect your goals with emotion, then you make smarter choices. It's easier to be disciplined. So for example, um, let's say you've got a goal that you want to be debt free. Okay. You've got to start, first of all, you've got to dig into that a little bit more. Well, what does it mean to be debt free? How's it going to feel when I become debt free? If I don't become debt free, how's that going to feel? That's going to be pretty crappy. Uh, if I do, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've got kids and you're thinking, well, how, what impact does that have on my children? If I become debt free, if I don't become debt free. So think about it, get, in, get into it and connect that with emotion. Because mm-hmm. then what happens is when you're out shopping, let's say, you know, um, we use our, our, our wives or partners for this example. So, you know, a lady's out shopping and she, she, she sees this pair of shoes and she says, oh, I need a new pair of black shoes. And uh, she says the thing I need, right? Because we buy with emotion and we justify with logic, right? Mm-hmm. I need it. Now she's got five pairs of black shoes at home. But she said, but not like these black shoes. These black shoes have got a nice buckle or a nice heel. I need them. And they're on sale. Right. So so she justifies. Now, here's the thing. If the goal is to be debt free and you're emotionally connected to that goal, then what happens is you say, well, I really want these shoes, but I really want to be debt free more. So I'm not going to buy the shoes. So that's one of the real key mindset things. Um, And again, just to give you a a couple of um, budget things, if you like. So, So again, first thing, don't compare to other people. And I guess it's a not a not, but, you know, get mm-hmm. get clear with you. Don't not connect your goals emotionally. There you go. <laughs> and then and then you've got to you've got to know where look, most people's problem is they don't know where they spend the money. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't monitor their spending. There's loads of apps these days. There's loads of, you know, loads of tools out there, free tools that you can use to monitor where you spend. Yep. Um, it, it's simple. So you've got to know. You've got to budget, basically. I know it sounds really simple, but people don't budget. I've asked people, well, what do you spend on, you know, food every month? They go, I, I don't know. Uh, about, um, well, well, you know, this about is not good enough. You, I, I did, an, I did a, um, an experiment one time. I got an app that was all about monitoring what I spent. Right. And all I put in there was like if I bought a Costa coffee or a McDonald's or whatever it is, like eating out. And I found out at the end of the month, I'd spent over 200 pounds on drinks and snacks mm-hmm. and I thought, and coffees and stuff. And I thought, gosh, I don't know how many jars of coffee you can buy for 200 pounds. <laughs> it's a lot more than cups of coffee that I'd had. Yeah. So you just got to, you know, really think about it. I mean, there's loads of strategies you can use, but I'd say the mindset is the first step because mm-hmm. you, if you're not thinking right, you can have all the strategies practically but you're not going to do them anyway. So you've got to really get into that. You know, I mean, you know, you have to interrupt me because I'll just go on. No, so no, no. Okay, I'm, 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 in a, I'm, a, I'm absolutely with you. So it's about the mindset. 
it's about so not comparing yourself with others uh, yeah. because also you don't know what's their financial situation. They might be getting themselves in huge debt to Absolutely. show off that lifestyle while you think they have all their shit together. So, <laughs> yeah. And you know something, Simon, especially in the culture that we have where it's about branding yourself, You know, you get situations where people are, are they're big brands, they look the part, they got great websites. And listen, there's nothing wrong with branding yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. That's part of marketing. Right. But but then, you know, you, you've also got to kind of be very real just because you're branding yourself as successful doesn't mean you've got to go and spend loads of money on jewelry. Right. You know, you can brand yourself without having to go spend loads of money oh. so that you have actually got. A, a, I, need a, a, I, need, I need to 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 do so. Let people in into into an inner secret because people a lot of time they always compliment me for my suits. I've got right. good suits. I mean, I, I'm Italian. I'm that, that's something I, I, I love suits, yeah. but uh, I never spent more than a hundred pounds for a suit. And uh, so you can find great uh, clothing or lace piece of accessories i love watches yeah, uh, absolutely love watches my most expensive watch i think has been like 150 pound so um what i what it, what's important for me that it looks good as long yeah. as it looks good or um i've got this one is the best one um i got a pair of shoes and everyone keeps complimenting me for these shoes And it's like, oh my God, these shoes are amazing. Like, where did you get them? Um, they're all shiny. It's like, oh my God. They costed me seven pounds. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've been using them for a year and a half. And they are my speaking shoes. So, and uh, to make your point, uh, is about uh, even you can brand yourself to show, like, at the end of the day, image is important. It's the first point of contact that people have about you and your business, in particular if you have a personal brand. But you don't have uh, get yourself uh, in a huge debt to look good. That, that's what I'm hearing you saying. You don't have to. Yeah, you know, you don't have to. Um, look, if you can go and spend 150, 300 pounds on a pair of shoes, and relative to your income, That's fine. It's funny. It's all relative, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. I was chatting to a, a colleague of mine yesterday. You know, he, he's like, you know, four or five hundred thousand a year income earner. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we're talking about how, you know, we we're talking about cars, actually. You know, he wants to get a, a, mm -hmm. a Jag and we were talking about how to do that and which one and, yeah. you know, sharing goals and stuff. And I said, it's funny because when you're not if you're making a hundred thousand a year, mm -hmm. then. There's a certain level of car you can drive. If you're making 50,000 a year, you drive in maybe a different level of car. Yep. If you're making a million a year, there's a different level of car. But it's all relative. You could say, well, you can you go and I know, lease a, a really nice you know, Jag for 1,200 pounds a month, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and for someone, that's what they pay in rent, right? And it's like, yep. well, that's a ridiculous amount. But if you make 50,000 a month, well, it's not really that much. This same person that says, well, that's too much Absolutely. is taking home two grand a month and they're spending 400 pound a month on their, on their Ford, you know, no disrespect to Ford, but you know, any on whatever car. So, um, plus they probably got bad credit. So they're paying a higher interest rate because mm -hmm. he had to go through some dodgy credit company with big interest. Mm -hmm. So they're even paying more than in, in some respects than the person that did, did a big car, you know? So it's all relative, you know? 
Uh, is, uh, is fascinating. Um, I, I love that. I, I absolutely love this, uh, what we've been talking about so far, because it's definitely been a huge part of, uh, of my personal growth in the past four or five years, um, in particular since I met my wife. Because I was going to say you're I, budgeting for two now, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's not even budgeting for two. <laughs> I wasn't the kind of person who would not, I didn't have, even have a credit card before. I didn't, have, I didn't even know like up to like three, four years ago what a credit score was. And <laughs> so I was completely like financially ignorant, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I had uh, like a lot of like arrears in my account. So I didn't even know what, what that would mean and so on. So when uh, I met my wife, uh, and she has been attending a lot of financial seminars before she was like okay let's have a look at your credit score and i was like what's a, cre <laughs> what's a credit score and uh, so we signed up to different tools to check credit score and it yeah. was it was rubbish and the only credit cards i could afford like the only one that i could accept was uh, here in the uk we have aqua or vanquist with about like a 64 percent apr or something yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but that's where i started so I'll, I'll i'll wrap up the story later um mm -hmm. but i want to go now into the um uh, into more strategic uh, parts of yeah. uh, now we know what not to do what are yeah. some of the things that uh, people can do now that say we are making a bit of money with our business uh, um uh what are some of the things that we can do to manage our money in a smart way okay. um, uh, instead of wasting it? <laughs> okay, so the first thing is just because you increase your income, it doesn't mean you should increase your lifestyle straight away. Um, one of the biggest mistakes people make is um, whether that's be in, in a any kind of business or a network marketing business or a franchise business, whatever you're doing, what people will do is they have a couple of good months they start making an extra one or two thousand more and they think, yeah, I've made it. Check me out. I can go and afford to get that Mercedes now. And then they go and get some Mercedes lease and they get too busy driving around the Mercedes that they actually forget to continue doing their business in the same way that got them there. And now their income drops. Now they've got the pressure of paying a Mercedes payment. Right. Mm -hmm. So so the first thing is you've got to you've got to give yourself time, grow, get the income to grow. But don't change your lifestyle um, too soon. OK, the first thing, mm -hmm. just because, you know, with business, it doesn't just go like this. It kind of goes like this. Right. Yeah. You know? And, you know, so and especially if you're distracted by, you know, cruising around town in a new car, you know, maybe it goes down like that, that part, you know. <laughs> So you you or you take some holidays because you know what I deserve it. I made I'm it. <laughs> yeah, and now you got the extra money now that went on the holiday because I deserve it. We justify it again, um, and then your business struggles. And now you've got some pressure. When you're under pressure, it's a lot harder to to do your business because the stress of having to earn money. You know, if you're sitting in front of a client and you need money, it's a lot harder than when you say when you sit there going. Whether you buy or don't buy, it really doesn't make a difference to me. I got money, you know. It's a lot different feeling. So, so the first thing is is uh, is that. Um, second thing is you you got to you got to start doing smart things with the money in terms of saving. So, so you got to start saving and start investing. So again, there's lots of different varieties of this, and you should come up with one that suits you. The the one I like is 10 10 10 70 where you know 10% of your income you know we believe that giving is a good thing so mm -hmm. give to your church your charity dogs home cats home whatever floats your boat but mm -hmm. giving is a good thing and wealthy people understand the value of sowing into other people's lives yeah. so give give is good um so 10% just give to to something you know um the second thing is is you save and so 10% of your money you save save up um first of all for an emergency fund mm 
Mm-hmm. So don't say, well, I'm saving for my holiday, so I'll do my emergency fund later. Because what if you go on holiday and you have an emergency? You need to go and have the emergency fund first. And again, you can start with like a thousand pounds because a lot of issues would, would be mm-hmm. dealt with with a thousand. But really, you want to look at six to 12 months of, of expenses as an emergency fund yeah. if you can. You've got to build up to that. Um, then you can save for other stuff, save for the holiday, save for the deposit on the house, whatever it happens to be. The next 10% you've got to invest. You've got to put that into the global economy, you know, property, you know, precious metals, whatever it is. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you where to put it, but but um, y- wherever you, you, you feel it's going to give you a return. But the key thing is you put it in that. Investing is medium to long term. It's money you never touch. You just let it do its mm-hmm. job, which is grow until it's achieved its objective, right? Yep. Um, you're sending it on a mission, you know. It's, someone talked about money being like little soldiers. You send them out to work, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you send them on a mission, and when they've achieved their mission of growing that money into an amount that gives you the retirement you want, when then they've they've completed their mission. And then you try and live on 70% of your, your income. Now, most people, when you teach that, they say, that's great, Steve, it sounds ideal, but I, I'm just not going to be able to do that. Hmm. Well, for most people... They already do it because the taxman takes 25, 30% of their income already. So they've already got used to doing it because the taxman took all their money. So all it is is learning how to kind of almost tax yourself, pay yourself first, and then change your lifestyle to to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, it is, again, discipline. Now, if you really are in that situation where you just can't do that, well, Mm -hmm. as you know, it's not about focusing on what you can't do, but about focusing on what you can do. Yep. It's about reframing to the positive. Well, I can't do 10, 10, 10, 70, but maybe I can do 5, 5, 5, 85. Maybe mm-hmm. I can do 1, 1, 1, 97. Most importantly, I can I can put some kind of strategy in place to get me into the habit of looking at this stuff yes. because it's your habits that determine your success. So it's a habit that you can you can develop you know um so that's you know one kind of off the top of my head example of, uh, that's a, that's very that's incredibly useful so 10 percent uh, give it away yeah 10 percent uh, save it uh, for uh, uh, for emergencies but, uh, yeah. ideally uh, like you want to arrive to a point where you have six to 12 months of expenses away yeah. Yeah. then the other 10 percent invest it and then the rest live of it like do the, thing that, the key thing about the emergency fund simone is that is that it the the purpose of the emergency fund is ideally you hope you never touch it right yes because you don't nobody wants an emergency it's an unforeseen event so an emergency by the way for anyone who's listening who loves shopping an emergency is not that a particular <laughs> handbag or gadget is on sale that's not an emergency it's not the new watch okay? the There's new not, watch is not uh, it's not an emergency oh, this watch is on sale it's an uh, emergency uh, no. No. But, but it's things like <laughs> listen when your boiler breaks or your car breaks down yeah. and you would have had to go and put that on your credit card or borrow money like you see these adverts on television you know quick quid hey my car's broke down hey quick quid 75% apr 1000% apr we've helped you yeah we've not helped you we've helped us yeah you know well if you got an emergency fund you don't go and do quick quid and 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 uh, you know get into more debt i mean don't even get me started on payday loans 4000% apr i mean it's just it's evil you know it's wrong uh, it's not even ethical, you know, that's the, yeah. the truth of it. it. It's everything we do is it's about a mission. You know, the culture of the, that we're in is it's a mission driven business, not a commission driven business. Mm-hmm. If you'd help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. And and it's it's not to mention, look, great that we get paid to do what we do. But 
the best part is developing people yeah helping people change their lives that's the best part you know money as you know i mean you know you someone like you you've got a great income you know you you you're just making an impact but you don't get up every morning i'm sure you may correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. you don't get up every morning thinking about how much money you can make but more about the impact that you can make. Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, because you understand that your impact determines your income, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and you know, when I say that to people, they go, yeah, but I, I, I just like helping people. I don't want to make money. I said, well, look, your impact determines your income, but your income determines your impact. So, <laughs> so you got to make some. You got to make some money of it. Absolutely, I, I completely agree with you. Um, one of the great things is saying, if you want to help the poor, the first step is to not be one of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it was um, uh, it's, uh, really interesting what you what you mentioned about uh, in terms of what you live off, particularly if you are a business owner as well. You want to be able to separate your your business income from your personal income, and that's a that's a big one for everyone who is in business. And you know, at the beginning, there are a lot of very blurred lines, and you know, if that's the only money that you have, it's easy to just say, okay, that's my money. But for example, I've been living for the past few years. My income is uh, three thousand pound a month. That's what I live off, and that's it. My business partner, three thousand pound a month. We pay the staff. We pay the rest. All the money is kept in the business, yeah, and then we course. do the investment in the business. And now we started in, by saving. We started investing in other companies, um, in micro agencies, uh, to help that uh, to create an additional flow uh, yeah. for, for the future. So. Is there something but it would be so easy for you to start having this success and think, now, you know, I'm a speaker, I need to look the part, so I'm going to go and get my Lamborghini now, so I'll lease that because I need it for marketing, right? I don't, I don't even have a car. <laughs> I don't no, even have a car. Is, right? Because, because so many people do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I, we, we know there's people out there that do that, and it's absolutely. all about, oh, and this it's is all about, me. Uh, it's all about you the know. appearance. It's all about the appearance. But yeah. I think that you mentioned the first thing, as long as you're comfortable in yourself and uh, you don't, don't need to explain to others, right. because other, other people will judge you no matter what. Whether you have the Lamborghini, whether you don't have Lamborghini, they will all have their opinion of you. Yeah. So what's the really matter is the opinion that you have of yourself, uh, as, yeah. you, as you said before. I'm going to tell you a Lamborghini story. Go actually. for it. Go for my it. Son, we, we always my, like Lambo stories. <laughs> my son is 10 and I said to him, I said, so he said he wants to get a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, what color do you want? So he wants like an orange one or, and I said, okay, so that's great. I said, well, what are you going to do when you grow up? You know, what, what business or job are you going to do? And at the time he said, well, I want to be an air traffic controller. I say, well, that's great. Okay, so let's go find out how much an air traffic controller makes. So we looked online and it was like 60,000 a year or something like that. So I said, well, you're going to take home like two and a half, three thousand a month, maybe. I said, well, let's look up how much it costs to lease a Lamborghini. It was like a couple of thousand a month. I said, okay, so then you've got insurance and fuel and all uh-huh. that. And I said, so how are you going to live and, and pay for a rent or mortgage or food? And he kind of, it's so funny, he's 10, he just kind of went, I think I'll just do what you do. <laughs> so I said, well, I don't have a Lamborghini at this point, but to be fair, we've been looking at Lamborghinis this week and he's going, can we just get a Lamborghini? I said, mate, maybe in a two or three years we can look at one. But right now I said, look, it's going to be much better when you're a teenager, right? Yeah. Said, yeah. Okay. I can pick it up right now, right now you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so you know we're fine we're fine with what we got but um you know he's funny because he'll be at school and you know we we wouldn't consider ourselves rich but he'll be at school and he said to me the other day one of the kids at school said is your dad rich and i said well what did you say he went i just said yeah (laughs) (laughs) i said well i wouldn't say we're rich mate i mean we're we're, you know we're comfortable (laughs) you know and also, uh, what, but, what does it matter? What, 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 what does, what, what is it? But he's rich uh, though, because that... I said to him, I asked him, um, you know, if there's anything he could change in his life, what would he change? And he thought about it. He went, yeah, nothing really. He said, I have an awesome life, you know. I said, okay, that's kind of what you want to hear as a parent, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So uh, awesome. yeah, very proud of him, you know. So I want to ask a couple of questions before sure. we wrap up on. Uh, uh something if you if you are a business owner and you want to kind of future proof yourself because a lot of times uh, uh, you know we will not have um, we the business depends on us and uh, yes. you see a lot of businesses that they go bust because you know there is a health scare or uh, there is a moment where the entrepreneur cannot function anymore or maybe there is a death whatever like sure. touch wood not none of these things will happen but they can happen and uh, is naive yeah. to think that they, they it will never happen so um what is it, what are some of the things that uh, as entrepreneurs uh, then we can do to future proof ourselves do you know it's a great question and it's i'm really glad you asked it because so many people don't think like that mm-hmm. and um so look there's lots of protections and things out there so you've got things like you know life insurances uh, and uh, critical serious illness covers income protection also available for for Mm self-employed people Um, so there's lots of things that people can have the challenge people have is they don't know what to get and how to work out what they need and then they get Mm -hmm. sold something that sometimes isn't the right thing so that's why kind of what we do is from an educational perspective but definitely again one of the biggest things that, that frustrates me is that People have got this mindset that, well, it will never happen to me. You know, I'm fit and healthy. You know, I know this week of a lady that that died at 30 years old and left a child behind. Um, Our closest family friend died at 44 years old last year. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know that um, people die and it's unexpected. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You get seriously or critical and you can't work. Well, what happens to your business? So there's a few things that you can do. Now, when you get to a point where your business is big enough, that you're able to leverage other people's time, other people's skills, and take time out of your business, then it runs yourself. And that's when mm-hmm. you've got a real business, when your business runs, whether you're there or not, right? Yep. Using the power of leverage. So I'm fortunate that in the kind of business that I'm in, if I'm away on holiday, my business still works, still makes money. Mm-hmm. If I'm sick, uh, my business still works, still makes money, I'm, and it's good. So in that respect, it's good because I'm using the power of leverage, but also, you know, if you have multiple income streams, that that also helps too. So in your business, you have multiple income streams. Future-proofing your business, there's the bit that you can do, which is build your business and have multiple income streams and also understand that, you know, you need to have a business there. When the economy is good, your business is good. And when the economy is bad, your business is good. And so, for example, in our, our sector where we're in financial education, when the economy is bad, our business is great. People mm. need help. They need to make more money. So we offer them the opportunity to earn more money. They need they need help with getting out of debt. They need they just need help. Mm-hmm. When the economy is good, our business is great because they need mortgages. They're buying houses. They need more protection. So we kind of win whatever is happening. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's great for us. So we, that's why we just continually increase. So so that's that's kind of 
the business side from the personal perspective if you are running your business and it relies on you and your family relies on you particularly if you're the breadwinner um then you need to make sure that if you can't work and therefore can't bring in income, you've got something in place that would do that for you in terms of some kind of protection or insurance um, to make that happen. Because, yeah, it, it can be devastating. And, and i got to say, even when you're an employee, same thing, because we all know people that have been made redundant, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, people often tell you, you know, jobs are bad, business is good. And look, I, I agree that a business is the way to become wealthy, not a job, because a job you trade time for money and using the power of leverage and building a business gives you, mm -hmm. you know, unlimited income potential. Um, so I get that. But at the same time, um, you might be amazing at your job and say, well, I've got job security. I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> I have job security. Until you're made redundant. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's job security when you go, yeah, yeah, I've got job security because I've been in my job 12 years and they love me there. And then they bring in a new boss that doesn't like you. And now, you know, you're out. Or mm. they, they, you might be amazing at your job. And I do this at seminars sometimes. Like, how many of you are employed? And then a load of people put their hand up. And I say, how many of you are good at your job? And funny enough, always more people put their hand up for that you know like <laughs> like they didn't get a question yeah i said you know it doesn't matter how great you are at your job if your boss is bad at their job your job is in jeopardy mm -hmm. right doesn't matter how good you are you can still lose yours because they're terrible at their job big mm -hmm. big companies didn't close down because the people on the ground no. they closed down because the people at the top who did the wrong thing yeah 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 so you know so things like you've got to get protection for stuff like that and don't have this mindset that it will never happen to me because i can give you countless examples where it does um it, it's just it, it's important to do and again in your business in your personal life because think about it why do you go into business Yes, you've got a mission, you're passionate, but ultimately, and most people wouldn't do it for free. They want to make money. Mm -hmm. So the question is, well, why do you want to make money? Well, I want a nice lifestyle. Well, what kind of lifestyle? Well, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Well, what if you can't earn money? Do you still want the lifestyle? Well, yeah. Well, what are you doing to make sure that happens? Uh, nothing. I'm just hoping it's all going to be okay mm -hmm. and I don't get sick and I don't get cancer. Look, one in three people get cancer. That's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. That's a ridiculous statistic. Yeah. And yeah. yet, you know. So thankfully, it's not me or you. Ah, is a is a. I think uh, so, someone uh, someone put it very well early in in my business education. Anyways, uh, uh, hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's uh, the most realistic approach we can put down because, okay. yes, it's important to have that positive mindset. It's important to pay attention to what you have or what you don't have. Also, it's important to see what if something, what if things don't go to plan. What's my backup plan? Absolutely. What, what, what will happen then? What can I put in place? So if something happened, then I got my ass covered. So then yeah. I can focus even more on the things that I want. Yeah. Uh, so it just gives you that peace of mind knowing that uh, you have you have your back covered. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing is, you, you know, that um, when you do that, it, it takes some pressure off you as well. And when you're mm -hmm. working without that kind of pressure, it helps. So, you know, you, you, especially if you're, you're married or you've got kids, you've got to look out for your family. And, and here's the problem. A lot of time is people say, well, if I if I do that and have that backup plan, then that means I don't have faith in my business or in myself. Mm -hmm. That's negative. That's no, no, that's ignorance. You know, that's 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 not being smart. Being just because you say I have protection. So, for example, I have a a. Um, 
life insurance policy for me, for my family, you know, and we've got policies for various things. Now, I'm hoping I never, ever have to use them. But I know that if I don't make it home tonight from a meeting, my family's taken care of for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And that costs me less than it costs to insure my car. Yep. Now, to me, that's a no brainer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Steve, uh, it's time to wrap up this interview. It's been absolutely Great. fantastic. Uh, now, for people that want to know more about what you do, how you can help them in uh, their financial education as well as maybe some of the products and services you have, where they can find out more about you? Best thing to do is probably Facebook Facebook me. I mean, you can Google me, Steve Obridge, online. I'm pretty easy to find. But, but um, yeah, Facebook is probably where I do most of my kind of communication so i have like a free coaching group on there as well which uh i hope you're going to kind of do contribute a few little lives for me that would be awesome if you could do that uh, uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> i will definitely do that what's but, the name uh, of the group it's just it's just uh it's, it's just free um business and personal development group and again if they find me they'll find the group and and um but again it's just something i started people kept asking me questions and i thought do you know what i'll just set up a group and i have i gotta say i've got no thoughts or ideas on monetizing or anything like that it's just a place that i can say hey let me share some stuff mm -hmm. if you get value from it that's great share it with somebody you know um the nice thing for, for me i think is that because i don't make my money from doing facebook lives or youtube mm -hmm. channel or whatever i do i make my money in my business so when i throw this stuff out there i don't have to get paid for it it's just yeah. something i can give and hopefully impact some people to just make some changes in their lives and and succeed you know so yeah facebook uh, steve obridge is is the place to find me so um, there, there will be the link uh, of uh, steve uh, uh, facebook account and as well the group here in the show notes so you can yeah. scroll down and connect with steve uh, definitely definitely someone uh, really worth connecting with uh, as you can see he's a good human being and i think <laughs> that's the most important you know sometimes in this world you never you never know uh, yeah. who, who to follow who to trust and i can say that uh, steve uh, is a good person so I'll make sure you and, I, and I've got to say you know to everybody listening and again you know not just because you said nice things about me but part of the reason I, I connected with you is I, I've watched what you've done and, and you know we haven't chatted for a long time mm. but I have been watching you closely over the years and seeing what you've been doing and how you and your your business partners have been really building and and I you know I've I watched you some of your lives and again I, I like to connect with people that I like and that I feel are good people. And again, that's why for you, I've said, hey, let me connect you with this other person because yeah. I think you guys would get on. Uh, you know, there, there's a, a big community out there. Not everybody in the community is a good person. Some of them are just money hungry people trying to sell you crap. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can say that, you know, watching what you've done, um, you guys are doing a great job. And so, uh -huh. yeah, it's been good to watch. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So guys, if you're listening, make sure you sign up to our programs. <laughs> not super expensive I mean, you're really really good value though i think well that's you know? that's our that's our that's our ethos uh, we make things uh, we make good services and we are interested in getting people results and a good return on, on what that's they right. paid us so yeah, yeah. uh steve thank you very much it's been a pleasure to to Likewise. be with you on the show uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching if you haven't subscribed or listening if you haven't subscribed to the show make sure you subscribe right now and until next time remember that together we grow exponentially Ciao.